0: Hello there, welcome back to today's podcast. In this episode today, we're gonna talk about the deadlift, but we're gonna talk about the true benefits of actually doing the deadlift. I think most people I know uh, know it's a great exercise for uh, full body strength and power. It's good for developing your hamstring glutes, but we're gonna talk about the true function of actually mastering a proper deadlift in today's podcast. We'll also go over um, a bit of a myth that deadlift can be bad for your back. And some people swear on it and say it's the worst exercise you can do and never do deadlift uh, for your back because it's gonna wreck it. And you got some people like me saying it's the best exercise you can f- do for your back if done correctly. So I'll kind of address that in a little more detail in the middle of the podcast. And at the end of the episode today, we'll talk about what you need from a mobility standpoint to get yourself in a good position to do a deadlift. Because if we don't have the proper mobility requirements then yes, it absolutely could potentially be bad for your back. So we'll start with the three main benefits. We'll talk about, um, is it bad for your back or not? I'll give you my opinion on it. And we'll kind of break down the mobility checkpoints at the end of the episode. So let's dive into benefit number one right now. And benefit number one, I think this is by far the most important. And that is the deadlift teaches the individual how to flex and extend through the hips. Let's talk about quickly what hip flexion extension is before I kind of jump into it more. Hip flexion, think about pushing your hips back. So you're doing the deadlift, your spine stays stable, you're pushing your hips back, and then when you come back up, you're extending your hips with your glutes. And a lot of people don't know how to flex and extend through their hips. There might be a little bit of hip flexion, there might be a little bit of hip extension, but a lot of those segments kind of come from the spine. And that's something called relative stiffness, where we kind of move at our most flexible area. And for a lot of people, that's going to be easier to just kind of bend the spine, so kind of round the back, and then extend the back coming up. That's a big problem. And the deadlift can really teach an individual to move through our hips via hip flexions. We push hips back on the way down, and then when we come back up, via hip extension. And that can be an absolute game changer for protecting your lower back, not only for the weight room, but just even performing functional everyday tasks. Because um, the deadlift, the hip pinch pattern is a very functional task, in my opinion. And every single person should know how to deadlift because, um, or hip hinge, I to say, because during the house, whether we're lifting like a couch or lifting something up, we want to get into that proper hip pinch uh, pattern. And again, if we don't know how to flex and extend through our hips, we're going to do a flex and extend through our spine, and that can cause a lot of micro trauma and a breakdown in the process. So, a good way to really teach the individual the deadlift and how to flex, extend through the hip, um, grab like a some sort of broomstick without the kind of the top mop part on it, put on your head, mid back, and basically a, a bone called the sacrum, so right between your butt. Feet about hip width apart. You try to maintain those three points of contact as you push hips back, and you extend back up. And if it kind of pops off at the bottom, it, um, let's say the broomstick pops off the lower back, it probably means you're flexing too much at the lower back. And that actually happens quite often when we actually do a deadlift. And usually the reason for that is we're either not flexing properly the hips or we're going too low. And if we go too low and we go past our active range of motion, then of course our lower back's gonna have to round and tuck under to really compensate for the movements. So that's benefit number one. I can go on for days about this or for hours about this, but uh, it teaches the individual how to flex and extend to the hips rather than flexing and extending through the spine. Absolute game changer if you can learn and master and then load the hip hinge pattern. Benefit number two. It teaches the individual how to create stiffness around the spine. So this is why I love the deadlift as well. If we're performing any sort of heavy deadlift, you're gonna have to create some good stiffness in the spine. It's gonna, you're just not gonna be able to lift um, a decent amount of weight if you're not creating 360 degrees of good overall uh, core stiffness. And when I mean core, I mean like everything, kind of muscles that kind of um, go across the spine, protect the spine, even around the hip. So the deadlift, it teaches that person to create good stiffness while doing the motion. And that's super important as well because that can help protect the spine, of course. To give you a bit of analogy, Think of the spine as like a fishing rod. So let's say we're in a boat. We um, we throw the fishing rod into the water, um, but we want to anchor it down. So we want to get good stability for the rod. And we're going to like attach some wires to kind of anchor it down the boat, especially if we're like something heavy. And that's going to make it a lot more stable to kind of pull the big fish in. If we kind of have those uh, rods to side on the left, right sides of the fishing rod, kind of anchoring it down. And the same thing like a deadlift. If we have a good 360 degrees of stiffness around the spine, so remember the fishing rod is the spine as example, then that's gonna create a lot more stiffness, a lot more stability, and that can really help prevent uh, lower back pain. On the other end, let's say if we don't have those wires or those uh, rods kind of attached to the fishing rod for more stability, what's gonna happen when you pull something too heavy? The rod's gonna flex, right, it's gonna bend. Exact same thing for the deadlift. If we don't have good stiffness around the core, we try to pick up the heavy weight, our back is just gonna flex, and then yes, that can obviously cause a lower back injury. But that's why I love the deadlift. Um, It's fantastic for um, improving your muscle strength uh, and stability. Uh, those muscles around the spine, which can be, again, an absolute game changer per, uh, for preventing lower back injuries, especially if the individual has a lot of motion in their lower back and we're very hypermobile there. So, lots of mobility. If we create more stiffness there, um, just another fantastic tool to really protect your lower back. Benefit number three. So, we'll kind of get into the the topic, which I think most people think the deadlift um, is great for, and that is it's a great full body exercise. Um, that really kind of hammers the uh, the glutes and the hamstrings. So the glutes, besides aesthetics, I get it. Everyone wants good aesthetics, and when when we talk deadlifts, that's kind of um, one of its main benefits is really glute aesthetics. But um, having good proper functioning glutes goes so much more than just aesthetics. So I think the glutes are the powerhouse of your body, and if we don't have good glute function, we can get so many issues in our body. It, we can have knee issues, we can have ankle issues. We could have hip issues. We could have lower back injuries, uh, issues. The list goes on and on. And uh, the deadlifts, again, is just a fantastic way to um, hit the hamstrings and the glutes and really kind of help protect joints above and below the hip. So, of course, everyone wants aesthetics. If you guys are just pure aesthetics here and that's all you care about for this podcast, uh, you should absolutely deadlift. And, of course, there to be a few different variations in terms of what muscles you can hit. So, for example, if I'm going more straight knee, that's gonna be a little more hamstring engagement. If I'm, you know, a little more of a vertical shin angle with a slight uh, knee bend, then we can kind of bias it a little bit more towards the glutes, uh, glutes via hip flexion, opposed to really kind of locking out the knees when we kind of go down. If we're talking traditional deadlift, where barbif- uh I should say, lifting it from the ground, that's just kind of like a full body exercise. It's gonna get the quads, uh, hamstrings, glutes, basically all the working muscles um, you can really think of, really. So it's a great full body exercise. So the deadlift, great for glute aesthetics, but remember, having um, good glute function, I should say say the glutes is way more than having aesthetics as it serves for having great function for our lower body all the way up to our upper body as it's really the powerhouse of our uh, full body kinetic chain movements. So that's benefit number three. Let's talk about the myth right now. So I, I, I shouldn't even call it a myth. It's a matter of I guess you could say, although I strongly disagree for anyone saying it, it is bad for your back. But he'll be my, here's my response when people say deadlifting is bad for your back. Well, basically I want you to remember all the things I basically just sped out you. Remember, it teaches the individual how to flex and extend to the hips, which is super important um, because we don't want to flex and extend to our spine, of course. Number two, it teaches the individual how to create stiffness around the spine. And basically having 360 degrees of good support, which is obviously very important. Think of the spinal, excuse me, think of the fishing rod example where you kind of just put the rod in the water, you grab something heavy, you hook it on, and the spine, or I just say the rod can't tolerate it, and it flexes or just bends too much. Same thing with the deadlift. We're gonna create good stiffness around the spine if we know how to master uh, the movement and load it as well. And number three, like I said, I just talked about the glutes and how many um, function actually has to the body opposed to just aesthetics. So that'd be my argument to say why the deadlift is one of the best exercises you can do for your back. And now I'll kind of talk about the other end though, and I get why people say that it is a bad exercise for your back, even though I strongly disagree with it. It definitely is a high risk exercise, especially if you had a previous back injury that, that kind of went untreated. So let's see if had a back injury, um, you didn't really go to chiro or physio, or maybe you did, but they didn't really kind of address the problem too well and then you start deadlifting heavy again, if the mechanism of your injury is kind of compression and even flexion, so again your back rounding, then yeah, the deadlift can potentially cause issues for your lower back. But this is again assuming kind of that we're not executing the movement properly or we're doing too much load in which we can handle. So the deadlift, if we can master the movements and really simplify it in terms of learning the hip pinch pattern first, uh, maybe doing adding some weight from there just slowly and then just really kind of build up from that position. Then I'll go back to my previous argument where I think it's the best exercise you can do for your lower back. So what everyone says is back for your back, uh, I wouldn't listen to them too much. Again, can it be bad? Yeah, like any exercise, if you execute the movement incorrectly, if you load it too much, if you're not really, you know, maybe periodizing it too well in your training. For example, like if you do heavy deadlifts Monday, you're probably not gonna to wanna to do heavy deadlifts uh, Wednesday or Thursday, as it's a pretty systemically fatiguing exercise, so you will want a little bit of time to recover. But if you kind of program it correctly, you master the movement correctly, and you just um, have the necessary overload, you're not jumping from zero to 100 in terms of weight, then it's, in my opinion, one of the best things you can actually do. Okay, let's talk about what do you need to actually get into a deadlift position. So we kind of went over uh, the benefits and the myth, but the deadlifts, or excuse me, the mobility here kind of goes hand-in-hand, in which I just talked about. And it could be bad for your back if you kind of get yourself into a bad position. So let's talk about a few things you need to get yourself into a good deadlift position. Number one, a good toe-touch pattern is fantastic. So I would highly recommend just checking it out. You can Google YouTube, Great Cook uh, Toe Touch Pattern. It's uh, basically just um, its pretty straightforward. You're standing straight. Knees are locked and you basically try to, your feet are together. You basically just try to touch your feet or as close as you can, and you come um, all the way back up. It's not to say you need full hands to toes uh, touch, but you want to make sure, again, you are kind of getting a lot of hip flexion. So you're flexing the hip, and you're not just hypermobile in your spine. And you want to make sure you have a respectful length, because um, let's say if you come up a lot short, and you can barely get past your knees. Do you think the individual is going to be ready for a deadlift, and they're do you think they're going to be ready to uh, lift a bar from the ground, or even like a Romanian deadlift. Uh, probably not, right? So if you don't have a proper toe touch pattern, that's something you definitely want to address before doing a deadlift. Because um, I can, I can really tell, you know I can really teach you how to do a deadlift. I can really show you the movements. But if you don't have the proper mobility and the requirements, it's just not going to happen. So anything you can really mobilize your hamstrings, really kind of teach you more that hip flexion versus the spinal flexion. That'd be a great start in terms of mastering that toe touch pattern and then mastering that hip pinch pattern. Number two, uh, the anatomy. So believe it or not, uh, some people are going to be at a disadvantage due to their anatomy. So let's say if you have super long legs and it's kind of like medium arms, like they're not really super long, but we're really long legs. We're a tall person and we don't really have long arms. You're That's going to be at a pretty big disadvantage when doing a deadlift, especially if we're talking pulling a deadlift. Uh, from the floor. Reason being, we're going to need more hip flexion, of course, um, and even a little more thoracic extension if we're going to grab the bar from the ground. And if we don't have that good hip flexion, I hope you guys are kind of following along here, we're going to have to round a bit more that spine, right? So kind of that principle, if we can't flex the hips, we got to flex the spine. And that's the same concept. We can't get down low enough because our legs are uh, pretty tall, which are long femurs, um, then it's just going to put herself in a bad position and we have a more tendency to round over during the lifts. So your anatomy can absolutely play a factor. And no, you cannot change your anatomy. What you can do is maybe deadlift from a couple of inches off the ground. So for example, opposed to deadlifting on the ground, maybe put on a couple bumper plates, put it up maybe two to four inches or so, deadlift from there, and it'll give you a lot more of a safer position to pull from. Number three, you need a little bit of ankle mobility, not too much. So in that setup, of course, in a deadlift, your knees is going to be over your toes or over your ankles at least a little bit, over your foot, I should say, my apologies. And if you don't have that proper ankle mobility, again, we're going to have to probably round the lower back. Maybe your knees are going to have to do some sort of funky thing to get into position, but just a little bit of ankle mobility you need to get yourself into a deadlift position. You don't need a ton, but you need a certain amount to execute it properly because if you don't have it, chances are you're going to round over at the spine and that can cause you to round over even through your mid back. And uh, the last one, I kind of talked about hip flexion, the toe touch pattern kind of goes hand in hand. So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about that again. The last one is even thoracic spine mobility. So thoracic spine, kind of think your mid back, if we're really rounded over, so our shoulders kind of dump forward, we're really, um, kyphotic. So kind of think of like the, 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 the hunchback Notre Dame and, uh, you know, think of that person doing the deadlift position, him trying to grab the bar, it's not going to look too good, right? So if we're really kind of rounded over, let's say we sit a lot during the day and uh, our shoulders in what's called an in straight rotate position. So we just can't really extend through our mid back. Um, that's going to leave us in a bit of a compromised position when actually doing a deadlift because uh, mid back sit around, lower back might round, and that can even cause, uh, of course, lower back injuries but even some sort of shoulder injuries in the process as well, because we're just in a bad position, we kind of pull the bar upright. So you gotta be a little bit aware of that. So thoracic spine mobility, essentially means like mid back mobility. You can feel free to Google that thoracic spine extension and they give you some fantastic exercise through really it kind of help improve that pattern. So that's it for today's episode. Um, we'll do a quick recap here before we kind of uh, shut it down. So again, three main benefits of the deadlift, it's going to teach the individual how to flex and extend through the hips rather than the spine. Number two, it's going to teach the individual how to create a lot of stiffness around the spine. Think of that fish rod right example. And number three, great full body exercise. If you're listening to this podcast just because you want big glutes or hamstrings, uh, it's fantastic for growing the glutes and hamstrings. And um, But even more important than that, remember glutes have a lot of functions, and it can really help prevent injuries from your ankle, ankle all the way even up to your lower back. And a bit of a myth, again, I give my viewpoint on it. I think it's one of the best exercises you can do to help protect your lower back. Some people may say the opposite, but if you do it correctly, you program it correctly, I would say not learn, master, and then load the hip pinch pattern. It's one of the best things you can do. In terms of uh, what you need to get in terms, uh, what you need, sorry, to get yourself into a dela position, you're gonna master the toe touch pattern. So you can feel free to Google great cook on that one. Um, Anatomy—you can't really change your anatomy, but again, if you have kind of long legs, maybe deadlift from a few blocks to give yourself uh, a little less, um, a little less room of motion overall. The pole—that way it makes it a little bit easier for you. Number three, you're gonna need a little bit of ankle mobility—not a ton, but a little bit. And the last one, you're gonna need some thoracic spine mobility, because again, if we're really rounded over, it's gonna be pretty tough to get yourself into a good position uh, functionally. So that's it for today's podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And I hope everyone kind of knows now the true benefits of the deadlift, And it's much uh, more than just a hamstring and glutes exercise. But if you do have any questions at all, please let me know. And I'll be more than happy to answer any questions you may have. Thanks for listening and have yourself a great day.